Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome to your hump day. February 15th. Hope everybody had a nice Valentine's. That's all wrapped up and done. Hopefully in a nice little bow and package for you. We're moving on because we got important things to talk about, including the Grizzlies being back in action tonight. Last game before the All-Star break. They owe Utah. They're down 2-1 in the regular season series against Utah. Be nice to make it two straight against them, even the season series, uh, much like you did against Minnesota. A couple of games back. Duncan, three-point contest participants are out. We knew Desmond Bain wasn't going to be in, and he said he wanted to spend time as a father. You know, and, we, and we get that, and we appreciate that. Um, I don't know how much else I'm excited about other than the actual All-Star game. Kenneth Lofton is in the what the, the rookie game, the, 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 that, that game. So that's, but that's on Friday night. Uh, we'll talk about All-Star weekend, obviously. You got John Morant starting. You got Jaron Jackson in there. Todd McShay, something I'm very excited about. How's a mock draft out? And I told you. You want to talk draft? You're going to have to talk to me. Excited. You're going to have to talk to me because I got the number one pick. Bears, yes, have the pick. And, of course, McShay uh, today has some projections in terms of what the Bears might do with that pick. I think I've changed my mind. We'll talk about that later on. Interesting. Winds of change. I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany. Uh, you, had a, you had an epiphany on Valentine's Day, did you? Yep. Little little clarity. Woke up with some clarity. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see wh- exactly what that means here momentarily. Uh, got a big show planned. Mark Giannato is going to join us at 1125. We'll talk to him about the Grizz, about the Tigers. Y'all know the deal. Uh, and then um, we are going to move some things around as we are uh, certainly within our rights to do, Jason. Um, Drew Hill is going to join us from the Daily Memphian, talking all things Grizzlies at 125. Uh, he is going to be on a flight to Salt Lake tomorrow during his normal scheduled hit. So uh, we are, you know, you we're not yet at a place where you can. Uh, I don't, I don't believe make phone calls on a plane via cell phone. Can you do that? You can get on Wi-Fi. But I don't think you can make telephone calls yet. But someday soon, right? I mean, gonna, there's got to be a way where you can call people on a, on a plane. It'd be nice. I mean, I, I don't see how that's not already possible with Wi-Fi. But again, um, that's not going to fix our problems tomorrow, is it? So we're gonna have Drew Hill today. At a 125. So that's the show today. I have a few things that we need to touch on, though, so let's do the over-under thing. It's Jason and John's over-under. Over, over. Under, under. Let's go to the Grizzlies game tonight. Good to have them back. 
take on the uh, Utah Jazz. Should be a win tonight. The over-under number, Grizzlies minus eight and a half. Over-under. John Martin? Yeah, so I'm not even sure. Like, who do the Jazz have? I, I, I'm totally unfamiliar with who they have anymore. Did they not unload a bunch of stuff at the deadline? Well, you need to know about Lori Markin. I know about Lowry. him. Yeah, I know about him. I know uh, about Clarkson. Kessler, Sexton off the bench, Clarkson. What else you want? Who did they tra- They traded Beasley and Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, the number's eight and a half. Um, and the Grizzlies, as we know, historically this season, have been really good at home. Are the Jazz on a back-to-back? Do we know that fact? Because that's going to, that's gonna, I think, come into play here. They are not on a back-to-back. They had they last played Monday on the road at Indiana, and they won. I think eight and a half too many, unfortunately. I do. I mean, this is still a competitive Jazz team. As much as they traded away, like Beasley and Vanderbilt, those are sort of bit players. I mean, they still have the main pieces there. They still have Clarkson and, as you mentioned, Markinen. Um, Markinen had 19 and 11 against Indiana. Clarkson had 29. Sexton had 18. Um, their bench is pretty thin, but the Grizzlies are sort of thin right now without Steven Adams. And, you know, they're trying to incorporate Kennard, and maybe he finds a little bit better of a shooting stroke here um, in Memphis. I think eight and a half is just a little too many. I, I think the Grizzlies win, but I think the Jazz, and haven't they beaten the Grizzlies twice already this season? Yes, Joe. Yeah, I think this is just going to be a little bit closer than that. I think this is probably a two-possession game, one or two-possession game. Because the Grizzlies, just as we know, are a different team without Steven Adams. They're just not as good, and I think that's easy to explain. Like It's easy to explain because they don't have consistent enough shot makers from, from deep so that when they miss, they don't get those second chances without Steven Adams. It's one and done. So I, I'll take the Jazz plus eight and a half. Um, no Grizz are at home, but I just, I just until Stephen Adams gets back, I'm not in a not in a great place with betting the Grizz against the spread. Completely understand it. Three and seven without Adams during this stretch. Six and eight for the season without him. I mean, I can understand all the logic and could could make the uh, go right with you on everything that you just said. Uh, that said, I'm going to say last one before the All Star break. And remember, the two wins against the two losses to Utah were earlier in the season when you didn't have everybody. I know Stephen Adams, huge. You know, it's a void, and you see it in the way that the Celtics beat you up on the on the glass. You mm-hmm. see it every night. Uh, could happen again, you know, tonight. But I just think, again, in a, in a situation that's much like the Minnesota one a couple of games ago, you got to keep these teams beneath you. The teams like Utah that are fighting for a play-in at this point, I mean, what are we talking about here? If you're going to be holding on to the number two seed, a team that is 16 and 16 in the West, Needs to take care of business. Hopefully, by the fourth quarter, they're they're doing that. It, it's scary. John's logic's right, but I'm I'm going to go that the Grizzlies at home. Utah is what 11 and 18. I know they won at Indiana. John pointed that out, but they're 11 and 18 on the road. Take care of business. Give me a double digit win going in the All Star break. Playoff seed. This was a big topic of conversation this morning on the Jeff Calkins show. As John Martin made his appearance that he does weekly every Wednesday morning. Um, the Grizzlies playoff seed, the two and a half seed over, under two and a half. Over, under. So over in this case would mean uh, three to anything else, right? Because that would be three is more than two, and under would be two or lower. Mm-hmm. Okay, just so just so everybody is clear on Got the, it. how that's going to work. Um, look, I I hate to do it, I I really do, um, and I know the the numbers sort of back up. 
um, the Grizzlies' chances of, of of staying under here. But you got some teams that are coming, man. You got some teams that are coming in a major way. And and now that we're in the twenty, you know, the final twenty five game stretch, it's about to ramp up. I'm gonna unfortunately say over here. Um, I think it's gonna be very. I would be very pleasantly surprised and proud of the Grizzlies if they are able to finish the regular season two straight years as the number two seed in the West. That's incredible. I don't think anybody would have predicted that whatsoever. But, look, the Kings, two and a half back. The Suns now with Kevin Durant, just three and a half back. And the difference between two and, in this case, um, in this case five, is, is four games. Now, look, I'm not saying the Grizzlies are going to finish fifth. But the question is two or lower. I would have to take the field right now. Um, I just think the Suns are going to really ramp it up. The Kings have been better than anybody expected. And the Grizzlies form right now, and, and, and maybe like I'm wrong on this, maybe they rediscover it with Steven Adams back in the lineup. Um, but we've established that the wing depth is still a problem. And, you know, the Suns' wing depth got better. So and they're gonna want that, you know. The Suns are gonna want to have a good seed. They don't want to. Play. I don't think the Suns want to play the Clippers in the first round. You know, that's currently the first round series. So they're gonna go for it. They're gonna try to get it. Um, I just, I just would have to take the uh, the over here. Unfortunately, uh, it's easier. I don't. I think that'd be tougher if the number was three and a half. Uh, I just think it's gonna be hard to hold on to that. To the number's two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's gonna be really tough again. Look at what you've done before. Right, the the West changed last week, and then what you'd have to do now to hold on to it. Yep. I mean, again, yeah. Let's hope they they just flip a switch. But you're talking about a team that struggled without Stephen Adams. Again, three and seven. And we don't have in the last on ten. Him. Well, the update yesterday from Taylor Jenkins was another week or two, which concerned me. Is that just to to reevaluate? What, uh, don't ask me. Right. I think I think he was talking coming back. Now okay. again, back to whatever that is, ready to roll, start all that. You, you can you can ask him again, okay. but but my point it it was concerning to me because it didn't sound like he's back right after All Star break. Like there's a possibility you've got another stretch, maybe week whatever it is without him. That's concerning, yeah. Because this is a different team without him. It's it not is. the same. It is like they can go for stretches where defensively they're they're okay, but they've dropped there. And then offensively, what are they? Fourteenth? Like yeah. it's it's been it's been a free fall on that side of things. Uh, the three point percentage is obviously hurting you there. So uh, this is easy. It's going to be hard to hold on to two. So, unfortunately, it's going to be over. Now, could you hold on to three? Could you, you know, th- those chances Yeah, I-, I feel better about. Right. But two is going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, look, I think when you talk about Steven Adams, I think it's more his presence is felt more offensively than it is defensively because I think he he is very underappreciated in terms of the things that he opens up offensively and it's not just it's not just rebound that's a huge part of it but it's also like those screens he's one of the best screen setters in the league here's the question why was it that they're okay with it against minnesota when he's played off the court and can win a playoff series without him but they're struggling so much now i think a lot of it is what you is the vets that walked out let's be honest not having a kyle anderson who can really be uh, four small ball five yep for you, it makes a difference in terms of filling that up. There's no doubt. This year, it's, it's no been doubt. so much tougher for them not having those vets and trying to plug in young yeah, because guys. Now in those you're spots counting on hundred percent. You know who that's is the difference? Who was like you know he can he can have great nights, but then he can he can do well, what he did in Boston. I know mean, he scored some garbage points there late, but he was bad. 
he was bad in the mo- in the minutes that mattered. So well, I, I, and then uh, yeah, like you said, and then I I, I don't even blame him because Jaron's fouling out of that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that's a tough matchup for him in a game that's got Horford, Williams, all of them playing. But to your point, you're asking young guys to fill yep, those roles right, now with Stephen right. Adams out, whereas last year, yeah, I mean you're closing out a playoff series with yeah. We, so. we we talked about this. So you need him season. back. Yes. And so that little bit of an update, I think Drew can tell us better at 125. He's the right. one that put the, the quote out uh, on whether it's back to back, you know, back yep. for good or what. But if it's for any, you know, significant stretch after the All-Star break, man, yeah. it's you still feel uneasy. Well, yeah, I mean, we talked about it coming into, this, into the season, you know, specifically as it related to John Conchar. John Conchar got some mm-hmm. money. John Conchar, it, they, they, but, they let DeAnthony and Kyle walk out the door. And, and what was the point we made? We said it is easy, a, a lot easier, I should say, to shine in a small sample size. It's easy to come in and play eight to ten minutes a game, make a couple shots, and everybody feel good about you. Yeah. You know? But how about we extrapolate that into tw- and we double it, you know? Double it and give it to the next person kind of thing. So now he's playing a bigger role. His minutes have doubled, mm-hmm. and he's kind of shrunk, you know? He has not met that um, expansion He's not handled it very well because he's probably not good enough. He's probably not good enough of a player. I mean, you factored, you thought Zaire would Zaire be. Zaire as well. Again, he's playing in the Golden State Series yep. and playing a key role for you. Yeah. You figure after the summer league. His role went up you, too. You, you figure he's, you know. He was you, hurt. They had he factored came, you him know. into being able to step up into those roles yeah. as well. And I'm not saying it was the wrong move. Maybe the wrong move for this season. But right move overall, my point is that just with Steven Adams out, it's even more glaring when you don't have those vets to help fill the holes. Yeah, no. Especially I th- a Kyle Anderson that did everything for you, including the boards. Yeah, like, like, like Kyle, Kyle was like, on that he was a great passer. He was a great, uh, you know, he came up with Focus. so many steals, you know, deflecting, playing the passing lanes, you know, like smart dude, smart player, you know, and, and a plus, pretty much plus everywhere other than, you know, three-point percentage except for that one year. So I think those are the – those are the departures, and I guess that is the departure right now that you're really feeling. It's Steven Adams being injured, but it's also not having a vet like Kyle Anderson who you know you could count on, um, and it's, it's unfortunately showing up. So, look, there are going to be brighter days for the Grizzlies when they get Steven Adams back. I feel very confident about Hopefully that. Hopefully it's still relatively soon. But until that happens... I think I think the waters could be choppy, you know, and I don't have the well, and the, well the schedule coming out of the break is tough. Yeah, oh, it starts with Philly, but it's it's tough in terms of you're playing teams that are vying for yeah even with playoff spots. I mean, yeah, you Sixers, Nuggets, Lakers, Nuggets again, Clippers, Lakers again, Warriors on the ninth, Mavericks on the eleventh, Mavericks, Mavericks on the thirteenth, mm-hmm. Heat, Warriors well, again, some... folks. They're not finishing as the two. Gonna be tough. I, I just don't see it. I mean, I think this schedule is so backloaded. I mean. <laughs> but again, the two was never, we never came into the season right. saying they're going to be the two seed again. Right. Not most of us. Yeah. Some did. I like, mean, they play, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at how Anthony they finish. I credit. I think he thought they could finish that. I, Jeffrey Wright thought they could finish that. That's going to be tough to do. It, it, dude, if you're a home court advantage in this new West, if you're a top four seed, yeah, I, totally I think agree. you got to feel good. Yeah, because again, Here. like they, they finished their season. This These are their final, four, five of their final Excuse me. Six of their final seven games, Jason, are Clippers twice, uh, Bulls on the road, Blazers at home, um, Pelicans, Bucks, Thunder. I mean, these are all like decent to really good teams. Now the Bulls may or yes, may not have something to be playing Bulls for, either. but they they might be playing for a plan or something. They may need it more than the Grizzlies do at that point. Now, if you're holding on to uh, to a two seed, you better be 
you better be darn sure beating teams like the Bulls. But that's your final seven. Clippers, Clippers, Bulls, Blazers, Pelicans on the road, Bucks on the road, Thunder on the road. Like, <laughs> that's going to be tough, man. I don't think P- – I, I know that. I know the percentage are 75% based on that website. I, I'm fading it. I'm Was fading it. Basketball rough. And, and it's, not a, it's not a knock. I don't mean it as a knock. It's just like if the Grizzlies finish as the two seed with this schedule, man, like, they got a chance to do some real damage. They got a chance to, you know, get to the Western Conference Finals for sure if they finish second. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy if they do it. But I just I, – I, I wouldn't bet on it given what they have in front of them and given the injury uncertainty. Both over. Let's go to the All-Star Weekend in the NBA. And the minutes we'll spend watching Saturday night, all these festivities including the three-point contest – the dunk contest, the skills challenge. The number our uh, linesmiths have set up is nine and a half minutes watching. Over, under. Yeah, uh, this is uh, like so far under, it's ridiculous. The big thing that brings it down is no no Bane in the three-point contest brings this number way down. Yeah. Because if Bane's in it, we're yeah. watching this clearly, at least watching the three-point contest, and you're spending more than – Nine and a half. Yeah, minutes. this isn't the game. This is the so, festivities, so, and they kind of look. So sucky. you take Bane out. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know if you saw the dunk contest participants, <laughs> but it's nasty. Who, Thin. Okay, who's in the three point contest? That's what. It, that's Dame what it, is back. The three point contest is the show uh, now. That's pretty good. It's Dame. He, Dame's back for like a third time trying to win it. Uh, Heald's trying to defend. Heald. There's a there's a couple of your uh, your boy Red Velvet. All right, I think Halliburton, Hero, Heald, Herder, Lillard, Laurie, yeah. Anthony Simons, and Tatum. All right, I'll I'll say over. I apologize because this is going to take more than ten minutes. But this is the only event that I will be watching. This is the literal. I will turn it off as soon as it's over. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about the skills challenge. I don't care about the little stupid thing they do with the two guys. I don't care about the yeah. It's um, going to be Giannis and his brother again. Yeah, don't care about. I mean, the, I don't I, wait. Yeah, exactly right. Mark Scott would say. Yeah, that's all over with. Um, I don't care about the dunk contest at all. You guys know that's been my sort of jihad the last several years on this show. Now, why it. wouldn't you care about a white guy trying to be the first white guy to win it? Barry because he ain't or even in the nineties. None of these dudes are even in the actual league. These dudes are all G leaguers. The dunk contest is Mac McClung, Kenyon Martin Jr., Trey Murphy the third, and Jericho Sims. Okay, like okay, Jericho Sims is a reserve. Mac McClung's in the G League. What has happened? What is going on? Uh, KJ Martin plays for the Rockets, which is essentially an expansion team with the G League. My lord. And then uh, who's the other one? Trey. Trey Murphy is the only credible, and I, I is he a big dunker? I don't know. He's so tall and lanky. Yeah, he's like, how good? Ten. How good are they gonna be? Yeah, no, it's 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 it appeals to me, uh, not at all. Mm. It appeals to me not at all. And so you know, again, they're gonna do it because whatever. But it, you know, this the, the folks, the dunk contest has been bad <laughs> for a long time. This is not the first year that it's ever been bad. This is the most desperatest look. They had to reach into the G League to get a dude. And Mac McClung can dunk, man. He can whatever. But He's going to win it. I'm not going to tune in to see Mac McClung dunk. I mean, there's so many structural problems with it. I don't know how we got it, how we let it get to a point where the best players and the best dunkers aren't participating. Well, Le- LeBron started it. Yeah. Like, that's unfortunate that we got there. And, I don't, you know, we can say, well, there's only so many things. But, you know. You're you're a great dunker, man. You're one of the best players in the league. You should play. You should yes. do it. John Morant should do it. But there should the NBA should give him some incentive to do it. Well, it's like especially when you're you're asking you're you're in the yeah. you're in the field of entertainment. Right. This thing is dead. Yeah. You know, no. You, you literally got a sentence from ESPN 
in the breakdown of Saturday night about the dunk contest, nobody watches anymore. It be, forget John Morant coming, hey, come save it for, for, for nothing. It, if the guy's told people he'll do it for $3 million, whatever, NBA should put up a $5 million prize, easy, sponsored by Kia. Done. Get the best guys out here. Make it worth their while. We do this every year. It seems like a simple fix that they just don't want to address. It's a, it's Make a, it worth their while. It's a little bit like newspapers and the Internet. You know, the newspapers got into the Internet. They didn't charge, you know, and then they let it get to a point to where everybody you, expected dude, it for free. You, you, you couldn't turn it back. You pay these guys. You throw in a charity aspect of it. Uh, some of it goes to their favorite charity as well, and you yep. get some of these big dogs out here, yep. and we'll tune in again until you get the stars again back out there. And it's what they've tried to do with the three-point contest. It's why you're going to go over nine and a half minutes because of who's in the three-point you know, contest. No, it's a, it's a good – I mean, Dame, Jason Tatum, you, Hero. You, 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 you're still able to get the best in yes. that three-point contest. You don't get in the dunk contest. I will go under because Bain's not in it. You can just tell me who won. Well, I don't care. And I think and I think the truth is, you know – Under got, nine and a half. Got, you know, the, the dunk yeah. contest, the, I think part of it is the expectations got so crazy, you know – for the dunk contest, but it's uh, again, and I was like, they're like, oh, I can't because live up we to hear, that. and you've seen them all and everything else. But that you take, you put the star power into it. I don't care what dunk they're doing. I don't care what if Zion, if it's a three sixty. Well, it's different because it's a three sixty. For if Ja is coming from the free throw line, it's Ja Morant doing it. Yeah. That level of excitement. It, will it's, be not, it's not. It's not like it's gonna. It's gonna be like, a, oh my God! Remember Zion Williamson in the dunk contest? He was awful. Nobody's even gonna remember. But they'll remember that you played in it, and they'll remember if you had an amazing dunk in it. You know, even if these guys, I don't know. I mean, did we have high hopes for that Aaron Gordon Zach Levine dunk contest? Probably not. That was the last good one. We were probably saying like, oh, who's gonna who's gonna watch this? And it resulted in one of the best ever. So maybe this one results in one of the best ever. Mm. But I'm not gonna be around to watch it happen. And the old saying is, if a bear ish is in the woods, but nobody's around to hear it, did it happen? Now, the Rising Stars Challenge with Kenneth Lofton is on Friday night. And I'll be I'll be tuned into that likely, or at least, you know, some part of it. Bro, I'm not gonna but sit with, here and I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm watching any of that. Dude, he's gonna I'm eat sorry. that thing up. I'm sure he is. God bless him. <laughs> I am not watching that, bro. You got me messed up. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I, if I would have watched Kenneth Lofton eat up, I'll watch, you know, the, him versus the Mexico City Capitanes. I tune in for Grizzlies. <laughs> you don't. No, I, it's like a, a you're, you're rising gonna stars a three, game. You're going to watch a three-point contest doesn't have any Grizzlies in it. We, I've seen Tatum shoot. I've seen Dame try to do this. This is his third time. Look, I, I, I care about Buddy Heald defending a three-point contest. I don't care well, about that. Okay. At least with Kenneth Lofton, I can put a little Grizzly on it. We can come in here and talk about how good he was in the game. I mean, I, I understand that, but it's time for Kenneth Lofton, if he's doing these kinds of things, it's time for him to be on the damn roster. Hey, but tell him. Because, we could use his rebounding. Right, because right to, now. Please. He, there's a lot Shout of folks I would put him in front of. 100%. All right. So, Especially the way they're getting dogged on the boards. This whole trying to hide Kenneth Lofton thing. I don't get that. Like that dude might be able to help. That's another conversation you need to have with Zach Kleiman. Well, he ain't here to have it with. But I'm, I'm my point is I gotta tune into this damn stupid Rising Stars game again with him and a bunch of internet. Like I, you know, I don't care. I don't, you know, do it in a real NBA. All right, let me tell you who will be watching. Mike Miller. Why? Who's he got? El Palo. Yeah, I mean, is he not gonna be sitting front row. I'm assuming he is. Yeah. Well, then you'll be tuned in. Any other Lyft clients? I'll, I have no idea. Well, you know who his clients are. Not off the top of my head. He had, uh, I know Bancaro. Uh, JD, JD Davis. Is he even in the league? So. I saw him talking to somebody. I saw him talking to. Uh, yeah, he's with the Celtics, sir. You know, you know them. 
Boston, mm-hmm. you know, the leader in the yeah, NBA. I, I know he wasn't out there yesterday when they were shorthanded as heck. Well, they're, well, I mean, come on. It's the, they're the Eastern Conference, you know, champs and, and the leaders in I'm the just, NBA. Yeah, I'm just saying, you're trying to tell me the long list of clients. Uh, he's got uh, – He's got Paolo. That's got, what I he's said. Got, he's got Wendell Moore in Minnesota, who I don't think is playing right now. He's got uh, Wendell Carter in Orlando. Yeah, like, no, I like Wendell. Wendell Carter's balling. I don't think he's a part of the all-star festivities. Not even close. He might as well be the dunk contest. I mean, you just pick it a damn. You throw names in a hat. I, I think we, you will be watching because you'll be tuned into Paolo. Now, I just opened your eyes up. Don't fight it. Let's move on I to think the next the, thing. I, I have an idea. I think the dunk contest should be like the Hunger Games, where you just throw a bunch of NBA players' name in a hat, and the first four names you pick got to do it. That's ridiculous. That would be more fun than That's what nice. they're doing right now. Would it not? At least you have the chance to force somebody to go do it. Yeah, you're not going to force anybody to do well, it. That's, that, that, that's the issue. If right I'm now. the NBA, I'm, that you can't force. I'm writing to do it into all the rookie that's contracts. The you, if you, if you're a star, if you're, no, if, just make it worth their while, man. So the, these ridiculous solutions. Just it, when when there's an easy one, stay, staring you in the face. Make it worth their while. Well, if it, was, it was so easy. Why haven't they done it? It seems like I mean, I'd want to fix it if I'm them. Five million dollars. Just do it. And then you're gonna have a why aren't you paying five million dollars to the three point contest? I heard Kelsey said he said offhand he's do it, he'd do it for three. Wait, what's her name down there at Grind City Media? Kelsey mm-hmm. said he would do it for three. So if he, if he said that, whatever John offhand, Moran said he'd he do it for three. Put it at five. Yeah, put it at five. Whatever it is to make him and Zion. What does John Moran need three million dollars for? Just do it, man. You know, if it's all about that, just do the damn thing. Three million dollars ain't gonna change John's life at this point. Moving on. Let's go to the NFL here. Uh, kind of a wild couple of days between the coaches and the players. We're looking forward to the draft. Yeah, all here. the Philly coaches got jobs. It's crazy. It's the 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 Bien-Ami thing is a travesty, but that's for another time. Um, number of quarterbacks taken in the top ten of the NFL draft in this upcoming draft here for twenty three. We've set the line at three and a half quarterbacks. Over under. Over under. I I'm gonna say over. I am sure. Too. I don't think there's yeah, it's, it's all about Richardson. He'll go in the top ten. He mm. shouldn't. Yeah, he will. But the Raiders are picking, so he'll go in the top ten. And you're going to get one of them. Oh, it's going to be Richardson. And I might get one of them. Mm. So you're giving up on Jay Fields, huh? We'll talk to Drew Hill about it, see what he thinks, fellow Bears fan. Mm -hmm. But I had my epiphany done with Justin. The Chicago Bears. Done with Justin. Wow. He he can't really throw. And you're going to keep the pick and use the pick on a quarterback and hold the pick and not trade it. Not on a quarterback, Brad. On the quarterback. Who you got? Bryce Young. Special. See here. That's the epiphany. The Chicago Bears. No more need to trade down. Interesting. You know what? Because here's the question. You go into next season with Fields, you still got questions with Fields, about Fields as a passer. I, I go into the season with Bryce Young who, yes, there's all the questions in the world about his size, but there are none about whether or not Bryce Young's an elite passer. He is. He's got a sixth sense as a passer. We've seen it. Dude is special. John's talked about it for, what, last year, how much he loves Bryce Young. Can't even fight me on that, right? Then you reset the rookie scale deal. You give yourself another five years to build around him rather than using some of that $100 million or so you got in cap space now to, what, in a year or two have to re-sign – Justin Fields to an extension. We will go into next season. You, here's well, you may not have to do that. Here's the deal. Right. You may not ultimately do that. Why wouldn't you? Well, because we may find out that he can't play. I'm saying, well, th- but then we'd be in a situation next year where you maybe potentially don't have a chance with the number one pick right. and to get someone special. Well, that, that's true. the point. Yeah. 
So so waiting doesn't make any sense or or waiting until next year to figure it out. Yeah. Because you already know with Bryce Young you've got a special talent in terms of a passer. Yeah, I think that's fair. The deal with Fields, you go get him a number one with your hundred million cap space. The question is, can he still get him the ball? You got something for Bryce Young? I guarantee you he's gonna get him the ball. Those questions are gone. Yeah. And again, you've reset the rookie scale to use the cap space yeah. and everything else to build around him. And maybe you're there earlier with a guy that's on a rookie deal. I would take I would honestly, I would take Justin Fields in Las Vegas. If you guys want to trade him to us, I would certainly be willing to have him. What do you guys think of Hooker? I know he's projected later. He's no. You don't I, like him at all. He's too old. He's, he's already like 25, 26 years old, like not interested. I mean, career backup maybe, but I don't think he's He may a, have a better career than Anthony Richardson, to tell you the truth. Well, Richardson Richardson is I think he's getting he's gotten blown up. Probably agree. Love us, same thing. I, I realize that Richards. This is going. This is a racial comparison. So, like, it's the obvious one, but it's giving me like Jamarcus Russell vibes. I don't know what his work ethic is. That was ultimately what undid Jamarcus. But like, I, I like again. What are his like? What's his ability at the line of scrimmage, reading defenses, things like that? We know he's mobile. We know he's got a cannon, all those things. But like, I just, I never really watched Florida. It felt like Anthony Richardson was. Gonna be a franchise. He got off to a hot start. Once they had the book yeah. on him, it was over. Yeah, who they beat? Utah to start the yeah, year. Yeah, they beat Utah. And he had, I thought he had one more good performance that was decent there early. It talked him up. Yeah, everybody did. Oh, possible top ten. And sounds like they well, kind of talked uh, themselves into it again. No, they didn't beat Tennessee, right? He could end up fine. He could end up fine. You know, folks had questions about what Mahomes, who ended up being taken at what ten. You know, my Bears could have taken him that year. Yeah, but you know, Bills Mah- but, but with Mahomes, you still could like you saw him do it at Texas Tech. Well, I'm not. Richardson doesn't have the arm angles, none of that. Yeah. Like I'm not. He doesn't have the Mahomes magic. But my point is that he does have the tools in terms of being able to move around. He's got the arm. I don't know about the mind with him. And again, mm-hmm. him in the big games. Once they had the book on him, seemed like the the SEC had figured him out. And so they beat. Uh, I think it was that the game you're talking about was that game in A and M. Might have been. I think that's the game you're talking about. Where let's see what what were his numbers here? Uh, he was decent. I don't know. They 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 were they lost 38 to 33 to Tennessee. I don't remember what his numbers were in that one. But um, you know, if you kept up with Tennessee like that, oh, it had to be that one, right? It had to be that game in terms of uh, yeah, he had 453 yards. That was the one. They lost, but he had 453 yards and 62 on the ground. So yeah, no, I I get it. I get the appeal. Um, it feels like a very Raider pick. I know my team. I just I know there's going to be a there's there's always copycat in the league and folks see Jalen Hurts and what he's doing all of a sudden say hey I very can pull true. that out of Anthony so Richardson. True. Yep, it's so Athletic true. Athletic guy, we can do the RPOs RPO, yep, and we'll just yep, do yep, it. Yep. And you talk yourself into that. And I just as yeah, I think yep. he's probably benefiting. Mo- well, and, and again, like benefiting from that. Yeah, because like you, if you're an NFL GM, you know there's no Mahomes out there. You can't go find the next Mahomes, so you're not going to fool yourself into that. But can you tell yourself that, you know, a second-round Jalen Hurts draft pick is out there who you can coach up, who you can develop and bring along and all those things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to definitely – I mean, remember everybody was running the Wildcat there for a minute in the league after Kaepernick. and So, yeah, it's uh, – the, the the Fields or Bryce Young thing is really interesting because, remember, too, Fields was not the pick of this GM and this coach. Well, I don't think Justin Fields can throw. That's that, that's what, that's so, the issue. Is you yeah. go into next season still yeah. questioning that? Like he would have a, he would have but, games where but, he would have like 150 yards passing throws, and like 160 yards like, rushing. He's better. Than, he ain't. I, I think he's better than Lamar in terms of as a passer. Wow. When you're trying to get rid of him, 
I'm trying to get rid of him to get something that might be super special in Bryce Young. I mean, Lamar's an MVP. I, better passer. Passer. You Not think- winner. Lamar's a winner, an MVP. That yeah. man what, won in that system. We won, what, three games last year, bro? Yeah. Three. I, well, I'm, I'm going to part with you on the Lamar I just think, one. But. I think Justin Fields has a much better shot of being a better passer, yes, than Lamar. Dude, we saw Lamar in that accuracy thing a few years ago. The Pro Bowl was a hot mess. Well, you can't be holding Pro Bowl stuff against him, man. That seems a little ridiculous. I'm just telling you, Fields is a, has more potential as a passer than Lamar. Well, We've seen well, it. What will, y'all give, uh, what will y'all take for Fields? I, that. Tannenbaum's the one to put out the first and third rounder. I think that's crazy. He almost got laughed out of the building that day. I think you can get a second and a third rounder for Fields. I'll, take I'll, I'll do a long. second and a third. I'll for sure do that. I'll for, if I'm the Raiders, I would definitely do that. I'll give that if up. If we could fool y'all, y'all clowns might give up yeah, well, a first Well, I mean, it's better than uh, we should Stittle, try it. man. Or, you know, Le- or Levis. If we can't get um, – You like him better than Levis? I I do. All right, then there we go. There's our there's our partner right there. I mean, that we're makes, not trading down with the Colts. Well, that the makes Raiders. Sense to me. We're trading Justin Fields. To that the would Raiders. excite me. That Fields would excite me in, with the Raiders, and he's got Devontae Adams. You know what I'm saying? Only because Yikes. I got the chance of Bryce Young. I'm gonna see if I wonder if Drew Hill, fellow Bears fan, agrees. We'll talk to him at 125. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it should be a uh, very eventful week uh, in the NFL uh, in that draft specifically. It's always explosive when you have this many quarterbacks that could go in the top ten. Margie and I are going to join us when we come back. We'll talk to him uh, about the Grizz, Tigers, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, how are you trying to fan ESPN? FanDuel Sportsbook here to help you make every moment more for all your favorite sports and all your favorite teams. Right now, new customers, you can get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel makes it easy. Just sign up going by going to FanDuel.com backslash Smith. Place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Very important. Go to FanDuel.com. Again, backslash J Smith, little new here. Now, you know FanDuel's safe and secure. It's the most fun app to use. There's no better place to bet every major sport than on FanDuel. They're America's number one sports book, as you know. So, again, go to FanDuel.com backslash J Smith. You download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You get started with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 only on FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com backslash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee. Redline at 1-800-889-9789. I'm Chelsea Messenger helping you beat the books with Vecuel. Tampa Bay heads to Arizona to take on the Coyotes in a midweek matchup and there are a couple of trends to consider. Arizona sits near the bottom of the NHL in goals scored and in their last five home games, the under is 4-1. and one. The Lightning are a top five goal scoring team, but against the Western Conference, their last eight games have gone 4-1-3 and three to the under. The BetQL model has their five-star play of the day, taking the under in Tampa Bay. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Arizona. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Sports Collins over at the Commercial Appeal. Host of Gennaro and Jeffrey here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He joins us every Wednesday, and he joins us now. All right, Mark, over, under. Over meaning worse than, under meaning better than. Over, under. Grizzlies, two and a half seed they finish with in the playoffs. I was listening to y'all driving in here, and you made a compelling case I, heard, I was listening to Jeff earlier this morning, and I believe Harrington said he would probably the most. I think they agreed the most likely spot they finish is second. Is I think what they, they went with the numbers. Basketball Reference got seventy five. Um, but I felt like you made a compelling case for why they might drop down to second or dropped out of second because I mean I've talked about it on our show. The schedule, like those first ten eleven games coming out of the All Star break. The way I phrased it on our show, they're going to be telling to me. There's really no There's a reprieve. game against Houston. There's a yeah, road game yeah, against yeah. Houston in there. But otherwise. It's still a road game, by the way, in the NBA. Yeah. In uh, Houston. Otherwise, you're playing Denver. You're playing the Clippers. You're playing Golden State. You're playing the Lakers. Um, you're playing a lot of good teams. Yep. And um, I think I said if they, to me, if you can go 500 or better in that 10-game stretch, I think you got a decent shot at keeping the two seed. But the type of schedule it is, you could very easily, you know, they've, they've gone three and seven over their last 10 right now. Mm-hmm. You could very easily see them going three and seven with that 10 game stretch they've got. And frankly, the way they've played against good teams lately suggests it's going to be very difficult. But it is the all star break. I am very open to the idea that this team, you know, I was down at FedEx Forum this morning for shoot around ahead of tonight's game. And Ja said basically, like, this for us, like, this is like a really well timed all star break. Like, they need to take a break and kind of reset. And so I could totally, I, I could be easily convinced that this is, this all star break's coming at a great time and they're going to come out like gangbusters coming out of the all star break. Like, I could, I, I see that as a very easily attainable scenario given what we've seen from this group over the years. Um, so I, I'll probably go. I think I think I'm going to go under two and a half. I think they're going to ultimately end up as the two seed. Wow. I, there's only twenty. There's there's only twenty some odd games left, and if it, like and ultimately those games down the stretch, the last ten games of the season, that's all a crap. Sh- like teams are resting up for the playoffs, whatever. Like you can look at the name of the team they're playing, but I don't think you can accurately determine how good of a version of that team you're going to see over the last 10 games with the way the NBA works and with the way, especially when you get later in the season, teams start randomly resting guys. Um, so I, I'm going to say they they keep the two seed. 
How, how soon does it sound like you said you were down there? How soon does it sound like they'll have Stephen Adams back? I saw the quote from Jenkins yesterday. What are they saying today? And yeah, well, it's, it's only players that shoot around. So, um, but I, I mean, we looked at it on a like when they get back from the All Star break, it'll be four and a half weeks since he suffered the knee injury against Phoenix in that game. I think it was January twenty second. They said three to five weeks. Yeah, and he so, said a week or two though yesterday. I think I, Drew had that yeah, tweet out there. I would suspect maybe he's not back for the first game after the All Star break, but he's back soon thereafter. Yeah, I would yeah. I would expect based on what they've said and based on the timeline okay. they presented. Um, I think a lot of it is you know right now in practice when I what I've seen when I've been around them is he's like doing stuff off to the side, like he's on the court in mm-hmm. uniform, but he's not like doing three-on-three three or five-on-five five or whatever, they, they the play groups, as they call them, or whatever. And I, I suspect a lot of it is going to be, okay, how does he look? during? They'll probably have, like, two practices when they get back from the All-Star break, something like that, one or two practices. How does he look in those one or two practices after a week off or so or whatever, a week? I'm sure I'm guessing he's going to spend a week doing more rehab and working out here like he's got a – you know, a week here where he can, he's got the, I, yeah. I assume he's one of those guys maybe who isn't traveling. I don't know. Be curious, like, isn't going somewhere. He's he's going to be here in Memphis, you know, getting that knee right. So, I, I expect we'll have him back soon after the All-Star break, I would think. Well, that's key if they're going to be staying in any two spots. Yeah, yeah and, and, and what do you think in terms of just, you know, is it is it because the Grizzlies just as a, you know, as a team aren't, you know, among outside elite shot makers and that they can't survive, you know, as easily one-and-done possessions? I mean, is that what most of it you think is? I think when you look at this team's success, even dating back to last year, a lot of it was based on, okay, where we thrive is, like, turning turnovers into, into transition offense and getting more chances than the other team because, you know, right now our roster is not probably perfect in terms of roster construction surrounding the key play the core players. Like it feels like they've got the right core players. It feels like the supporting cast is what they need to fix, so to speak. If they're not fix, but alter moving forward, whether it's, you know, this offseason, whatever. Um now maybe it can I, I do think there's a possibility it could all come together this year, but chances are it won't. You know, that's just the reality of the NBA and the reality of, frankly, what this team has shown us so far. Um, But at the same time, you know, I I think there's enough there. I think the the comparison I make is like, look at Boston the other day when they played Boston or even last night against Milwaukee. The depth of shot makers they have. It's amazing. Like, Like, Memphis has enough shot makers is if everyone it has as shot makers is hitting at the same time. But they just don't have a lot of margin for error for someone to – like if Desmond Bain isn't shooting well, like they're in trouble. You know, whereas like the other night, like Jason Tatum did not shoot the ball well, partly because of Dylan's defense. Didn't matter. They they had they – had, Hauser was hitting shots and – Pritchard was You know, Pritchard shots. was hitting shots and Muscala was hitting shots and like – yeah, there's some games those guys aren't going to hit shots, but then Tatum's going to hit shots, and you know Marcus Smart and Jalen, you know uh, Jalen Brown are going to hit shots. They they don't have the depth of shot makers that it feels like if you're going to be a true NBA title contender, you should have. And they know it. They said it before the season. They said, you know, Kleiman said before the season, like one of our big things 
coming out of the playoffs last year was we know we need better we need more shooting. And like that every draft pick they made was a 40% shooter last year in college. And you know, like the argument against Kyle and obviously he's playing having a hell of a year in Minnesota and there's certainly uh, a you know, to say like they made the right call going with Santi over Kyle. I don't know about that necessarily on a short-term basis because even though Santi's played well, he's been the best of these young guys that they've kind of tried to thrust into bigger roles. Like Kyle is literally like one of Minnesota's best players this yeah, year. It, it helps you right now. Yeah. But um, you, maybe you don't want to Santi in the way that you have. But you the don't reality know what you is long-term, and I agree with them, oh, right. like Santi well, can shoot. So I don't think you can say either that it was the wrong move. Yeah. To your point about, you know, you can't say it was the right one, but. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a reasonable argument on both sides. No question. I understand why they went the route they mm-hmm. did, because Santi's shown a lot of promise this year. He has. And he can shoot, it feels like. You know, like Kyle is shooting well this year, but you know, we've seen. Like, I don't know how much you can totally trust that on a year-to-year basis. Um, and then. But then, obviously, the younger, the other young guys have not worked out from a shooting, you know, from providing reinforcements. And like the reality is, they don't have the depth of shooters. Where like, if John Conchar stinks for ten games, or even Tyus isn't hitting shots for ten games, they don't have the depth of shooting to overcome that in some moments. Whereas you know these other teams that you would probably put ahead of them in the pecking order, it feels like they do. Um, to a certain extent, you know, whether it's Boston or even like, you know, when they've played Golden State, it feels like Golden State just has had more shooting than them when they go against them. It's not just Steph and Clay, it's like Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins and, mm-hmm. you know, all guys who, you know, you can really trust a little more than some of the Grizzlies guys that they're having to trust, you know, in terms of role player spots. It's it's what they have to, you know, all you know, adjust moving forward depending on how this season goes. Yeah, but, like, my, my point in the open was if the Grizzlies can hold on to the two-seed, given mm-hmm. what they're about to see on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, that means they played pretty well. Yeah, like, yeah. Means they played I'm going to feel well. pretty good about them going into the playoffs. Well, it, it'll all be about matchups. Like, right now. What if you got Golden State? Just, yeah, like, that's that, what I, I, I think, you. How, I think a healthy Golden be? State would be favored in a series against Memphis right now. It would. I think it would, at the, at, at, at best, be a pick em. Yeah. Like, even yeah. if Memphis had home court advantage. They had home court last year. Um, I think it would be a tough matchup. Gold We've State seen it during the regular West. season. That team knows. Dray, I, here, here's, here's what it is. Ultimately, like, if Steph is healthy, still. Dylan can do whatever he wants. Like, he's Steph Curry. He's going he's gonna to get his points. Um, like, it's hard to stop him if he's healthy. And one issue I have when they go against Golden State is it feels like Draymond really knows how to play Jerry. Every time. Uh, he knows how to get him in foul trouble. The whole Michigan State thing, I, I think Jaron looks at him as like a big brother, and I think it hurts the Grizzlies at times in that situation. Um, and that's a tough – like I, I think it would be – I hope they could win, but it, it would certainly, you know, it'd be a really hard first-round matchup. Whereas as of right now, I think it would be either Minnesota or New Orleans as of today is who they would play. And like – in that scenario, I'd feel really good about playing either New Orleans or Minnesota in the first round. Um, you know, so it really is matchup dependent in my mind. Um, you know, like I, I don't think, you know, we haven't seen them play Dallas this year, but I don't think the Dallas matchup is going to be great for them because I think Dallas is going to play a really slow pace all the time with Luka and they like they want to be in the half court with Luka and Kyrie. And, you know, I think the Grizzlies. Very clearly, are at their best when they can get up and down a little more. They can limit 
the number of those they can limit those half court possessions. Um, so I think it's matchup dependent. I think they I think the Golden State isn't a bad matchup physically. I do wonder about like just the getting over that mental hurdle part of it. Like I think in terms yeah. of style of play, it's an okay matchup. They don't you know like it it theoretically they play so small. It's a matchup that should really work in Jaron's favor, for instance, and Stephen Adams' favor at times. Um, and so, um, but in terms of experience and like if they're healthy, would I feel co- confident the Grizzlies can? Take them out, even though they're having a not great year this year. No, I would not. Yeah, the problem is they can they match you five, like your starting five for their starting five. They match you, and you don't have this great advantage mm-hmm. in in depth anymore. Yeah, you well, know, and it didn't. I mean, depth doesn't matter in the playoffs. It just doesn't. It just when doesn't. The, your the top rotation, eight matters. The rotations. Your get, top eight matters. Yeah, exactly. That's what matters in the playoffs. And the Warriors can match. I honestly think anybody's. It's not just the Grizzlies. I mean, I think they can when their starting five is out there. Mm-hmm. They like you got pool. Clay, well, Draymond, they commit by Steph. trading Wiseman. They have very clearly committed to going really small throughout the rest of yeah, the and, season. Yeah, and now they've brought uh, Gary Payton back. And if he's, mm-hmm. you know, if he's in there, I mean, he we know how good he is defensively. So I don't want to see with the Warriors. If the Grizzlies get the Warriors in the first round, I will assume they are losing the series. Mm-hmm. I would love to be proven wrong. I will assume they are losing. See, I don't know if I because like the Warriors have not been that good this year. It's they haven't not, been on the court together though. I mean, yeah. like, and 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 the and the issue becomes. And, and look, maybe I'm higher than everybody else on Golden State. I will fully acknowledge that. But they are a team that they won't have to figure it out. They know. They've been playing yeah. with each other for 10 years. You know, so when they just— it'll, it'll be just like last year's series. It'll come down to those crunch time minutes. That's what it is in those playoff series. Mm-hmm. And right now, one of the things that has been the most concerning about the Grizzlies recently is they have not been very good in a lot of these last five, six minutes of games. Like It seems like, especially without Steven Adams— Teams have been able to clog up John Morant, and they have not been able to figure out another path to scoring in those key crunch time moments. They, they've they been going more through Jaron, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to continue to do that, and they should continue to do that. Um, but ultimately, the results show they just they, they need to figure – that's part of what they need to figure out over these last 20, 25 games is – how are we going? You know, teams are defending us differently. Taylor Jenkins has said that recently. They're defending Ja differently in those crunch time moments. How are we going to, you know, get through this? Because ultimately, right now, it feels like their crunch time offense is go get go get something, Ja, and like it. That's sometimes what you have to do, but it feels like they need another option right now mm-hmm. um, than just that because teams are have figured that out, especially when you don't have Stephen Adams out there. Um, yeah, we're talking to Mark Gianato. Joins us here every Wednesday. Catch him at commercialpill.com and 2 to 4 here at 92.9. Moving on to the Grizzlies here, or excuse me, the Tigers. How do we feel about them? Is Are, are we now, can we safely say that um, as long as they don't lose to anybody not named Houston, they're in? Can we safely say I, that? I guaranteed it on the show yesterday. You guaranteed it? Yes. With no actual insight into the selection committee, I guarant- I, I put my I put my reputation on the line yesterday. People, people won't forget this. Um, yeah, saying if as long as they win, as long as they don't suffer another non-Houston loss, they're getting in the NCAA tournament. What if it's at home? I think they can get swept by Houston and still make the NCAA tournament as long as they win every other game that doesn't involve Houston. 
Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Like, for instance, this gotcha, week, gotcha, gotcha. everyone's looking ahead to the Houston game. The far more important game in my mind is tomorrow night's game against UCF. Yep. That is much more important it's to tricky. win that game yeah. than it is to win at Houston on Sunday. Much more important. Yeah. You lose at Houston, you lose at Houston Sunday, it doesn't really matter for your resume. You lose Thursday to UCF, it will yeah, you know, like you'll be on the you might be on the outside looking in. I agree. Certainly will be on the very edge of the bubble again. So I I, I think this team's getting in. I think the more interesting so question right now is Mark, if they do what they're supposed to do against non-Houston's and get one of the say they win the game here against Houston. How high a seed can they get? I still think they're capped out at like what they were last year, eight I, nine, eight slot. nine. Like in that way, it might be bad to beat Houston because even might like get stuck isn't in Houston the, number one at the net, it doesn't get. I, I realize that might, at your place, but that that I mean it'll help. Like ultimately, Houston has two losses this year. If you're one of their three losses this saying. year, that's going to be. Want, can you get to a seven? And then I be, think I think that SEC schedule they played is going to look is looking better and better. Texas A&M's coming A&M's up. And M's come up. That's it. They got a got, slick important one. They play Arkansas tonight. Mm-hmm. I think Arkansas is twenty at the uh, at the net. So. Vanderbilt isn't like is, is you know it looks like they beat. You know, Ole Miss is bad. Vandy has been bad, but has been sort of better lately. And the it looks like they beat two tournament teams in Auburn and Texas A and M in their SEC, and then played the number one team in the country to a three point game on the road. Like I think that whole SEC thing is going to look good on well, Selection I'm Sunday. I hope they get a seven. Um, get out I mean, of that eight nine slot. They could. I mean, it it, it could happen. Um, I just think they're going to make the tournament. And then the way, I mean, ultimately the way DeAndre, if DeAndre Williams continues to play at this level um, alongside Kendrick Davis, it goes to what I've said all along. Like, to me, as long as those two guys were healthy, now I did add in if they played good defense, and that's just not what this team is. They, they are a team yeah, that's going to score its way to uh, Selection Sunday. Um, but if those two guys are playing at a high level, I, you know, like, they're going to be fine. I think they're, they're, that, that's what they are. They are a tournament team because they have two guys well, playing what, at a really high level. Like Kendrick Davis, I don't know what if will be an All American or not. Like maybe third team All American. You know, I don't think he's going to be first or second team All American when you look at the. But he like he has a chance to be a. He's a borderline All American. Could be an All American of some kind. And then you've gotten DeAndre Williams. I think is you know very clearly one of the three or four best players in the AAC mm-hmm. alongside him. Like I don't, I think this is a team. As I watched them the other day against Temple, I think if they once they get in the tournament, I think they're going to be a really dangerous team because of because the way Penny plays defense, preparing for that on short notice is difficult. I think in a tournament setting like that, and then when you have two guys like Kendrick and DeAndre who you can really turn to to give you offense and to get you know kind of make those big plays like. I think that's a formula that really could work well in a tournament setting. Having to, having a point guard and then like a very versatile big. Yeah. If the very, and then if a the, very unique defensive approach. If the big stays out of foul trouble. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 